Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Greetings and welcome to our Under Console Nation. I am Lou Cohen and I'm joined by Ash Versus. Hello, Ash. Hello. We're back to normal now, are we? We're back just like kind of, no, no, there you yeah, are. You're no. over there. <laughs> yep. No, no personal actual being able to touch each other because. So, uh, yes, we, we did our live show last Friday. It was a roaring success by all accounts. Um, I thought that it was. Uh, broadly fine but actually the feedback we've got for the show was that it was quite good so uh yeah it, it was pretty pretty you know a very fun night however it did not quite go to plan at the end uh i really should have seen the warning signs there because when i got to east when i got to london bridge my train to east croydon was cancelled i should have seen the warning signs there because as we got to the end of the evening all of the trains were getting cancelled and essentially everyone had to abandon ship really, really fast. Otherwise, we were going to be stuck in Croydon. Yeah, it um, it's weird. If we'd gone according to plan and we'd finished the main show around 9, 9.15, people might not have checked their trains. Yeah, and then- I wouldn't have. Yeah, I, 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 even once we worked out what was going on and that we'd have to abandon our plans and just like kind of call the call it a night, I was still in the back of my head doing logistics of going, okay, travel lodge availability, easy hotel availability, you know, kind of if if we end up with a bunch of people stuck in Croydon on account of us, you know, is the ability there to put them up in various hotel rooms because it was um, it was not looking good. 
Yeah. I mean, I, thankfully, everyone managed to get home fine. I actually saw quite a few people who were at the show at the station running around to various platforms because the trains were telling us, you need to go to this platform. The platform has now moved. You go to that platform and they've been like, and now the train is cancelled. You need to go back to the other platform that you're on and wait for that train that's been delayed for an hour. And yeah, I, I saw uh, Matty and Soph, and I saw a fair new, a fair other people have been like, oh, I reckon recognize you from the show. Uh, and eventually, every single one of us managed to get home. I was suddenly tucked up in bed about quarter to quarter to one. I think eventually I was tucked up into bed. But, you know, all's well that ends well at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I, I think, I, I mean, I got back relatively early, obviously, because I did five minutes from the venue but then there was a kind of a, a late night trip to Macca's mm. involved because it's just like it's been an event day let's go to Macca's and uh actually had the the one of kind of the all-time great Macca kind of experiences of a drunk guy that was trying to convince everyone he was sober he was perfectly pleasant but he stacked it crossing the road struggled to get back to his feet finally made it to the double doors into the McDonald's and then he stands there and he's kind of like straightening his jacket <laughs> and does, you know, that walk that drunk people do when they're trying to look sober. Mm -hmm. He does that. He goes in and he nonchalantly leans on the bin. He hasn't ordered any food. He's just nonchalantly leaning on a bin in McDonald's. Uh, that's where you want to be on a, on a Friday night in Croydon. But it was a, it was a delightful time. I very much enjoyed seeing everyone there and getting to do the Gore special. The the screening went down a treat by all accounts. Uh, and yeah, getting to do a live show, a show with you actually in person, a podcast record with you in person. And our Patreon backers who have already heard the Gore special um, have given us some very, very pleasant feedback to it as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm riding on a bit of a high on the old uh, live show in the Gore special currently. Um, and we've got this episode coming out now. This is going to be released uh, in the free feed. Uh, which is usually this is behind a paywall. This is usually our monthly community podcast that we talk about. Um, and we're putting this out into the free feed. A, because it's our second birthday as a podcast as of a couple of weeks ago. So we're celebrating that. Uh, and B, we're filling for time while we get season five recording sorted out. Because in 2020, we're going into 2021. We had a bunch of stuff recorded to fill us out through January into February. That has not been the case for 2022. And we have got Sweet FA recorded of Series 5 just yet. So we really need to get a, get a groove on and get recording because Episode 0 is going to have to go out for Patreon backers, not next week, but the week after. So we really should get our skates on. Yeah, I, I, was, I was about to say, after we're done doing this live stream, I'm like, yeah, we should probably schedule... I was recording drive episode home, yeah. zero next week and maybe episode one if we can make the magic work uh the good news is is that by the end of this weekend i should have my notes like at least skeleton notes done for most of series five so once we can get into the recording groove we should catch up it should yeah. all be fine and thank you to everyone in the chat by the way that's saying happy birthday to us uh thank you uh reese let's see n64 matty. life yeah matty pink lithium Harriet. lots of people lots of people saying happy birthday uh it's crazy actually because i think partly the weird lockdown thing it doesn't quite feel like two years no and i i was saving this little stat as well uh for the live show that we did uh, last friday but i can now officially announce that as a podcast in our two years we have just passed 
100,000 uh, 100, downloads. Wow. Yeah. 100,000 listens to, yeah. to be frank, are bullshit. It, well, exactly it. When you and I first started this show, I think we said like, oh man, if we got 100 plays on episode one, like that'd be amazing. Like imagine if 100 people listen to this show because this is quite a niche. This is a niche within a niche, really. Uh, and as a, you know, as it happens, some people actually quite enjoy it uh, and and enjoy listening to us ramble on for sometimes too long, you know, two hour episodes <laughs> you know, for what is effectively a twenty two minute show. Um, but two we, hour we, live shows, yeah. And and somehow, <laughs> you know, and somehow it works, and somehow people have uh, have, have enjoyed it. And it, it's, I, I was writing down sort of a list of things. I was emailing someone recently. And I was like, oh, you know, we just passed 100,000 downloads on the podcast. Uh, we've just done a live show. We've got a thriving Discord community, a very uh, faithful Patreon backerage. We were invited, we were, or, you know, asked to help the launch of the Kickstarter for the Games Master Oral History. And we were also involved in the very early doors of pre-production of the Games Master Series 8 and then were thanked in the credits of Games Master Series 8, were invited to the rap party where we were given a Games Master Golden Joystick. This is insane. Like, that was it's an insane thing when we would, you know, look back to, God, I hope 100 people could listen to it. Wouldn't that be amazing? I still, I'm still waiting for us to be found out. I'm still waiting for like the, the veil to slip and for everyone who's like given us these opportunities to go, hang on, who the fuck are these chances? Exactly, yeah. Which well, is a valid they've question. They've gotten away with this for two years. Like, because we really have like, we, we've said this many times, if someone else come up and did a Saturday Night Games Master podcast and just did it better, we would be absolutely scuppered. You know what? Someone could come along and do a Games Master podcast and do it better but would they be as thorough as us? Or the first. They will always be the first. Although there is, and I apologise because I've completely forgotten who this person was, but when we first started, we got a DM from someone that was like, yeah, I recorded like half a dozen episodes or something, and then I just never got around, you know, life happened, and I get that, life happens. Um, yeah, just never got around to, to, to releasing it, and... I was just, you know, I was like, well, go ahead, release it. You know, I, 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 I to be honest, again, we were thought maybe a hundred people will listen. We'll be lucky if that. Um, and I was just like, well, you know, it's going to be a small pond anyway. Why not? Why not have two running simultaneously? Maybe we can start like a WCW NWO feud or something like that. That would never actually appeared it never came back it was games master said the twitter account who uh post up like scans of the games master magazine and all about sort of reviews of of games that they did they messaged us to be like oh yeah I've always, i was also thinking of starting a games master podcast um and i, I was someone like else was it someone else oh, i thought it, it, was, was, yeah, it was someone else completely unrelated because i checked and their twitter account i think has actually gone I thought it was I thought it was them because I, I remember like thinking, you know, there's Talking Simpsons and everything is coming up Millhouse and they just like, you know, there's the Roach cast uh, or the Roach coach and the POD cast. Like these two things can sort of like live side by side. But you know what? As it currently stands, we're still the only ones who are doing uh, talking about Games Master for podcasts. We the one. Uh, so the best and the worst. The best and the worst. So thank you so much for uh, checking us out over the last two years. We truly do appreciate it. And because of that, this episode is being broadcast live on our, our YouTube channel 
for free. It's not behind the paywalls for a change, which means we have doubled our viewership. So that's a bit tasty as well. Uh, the way that this show usually works is we kind of talk about like what we have been doing for the past month, what we've been playing, what we've been watching, and then we get into your questions. So, Ash, we've got no news ready to break down. Uh, what have you been watching and playing? Um, watching time tick by and playing silly buggers preparing for under consultation live. I mean, I literally since New Year's, my uh, most of my life has either been um, day job, live wrestling shows, or preparing for under consultation. Uh, BattleBots has started up. That's cool. And I have managed to make it through the first episode of Archive 81 on Netflix, which I was very excited to see drop because I love the podcast it was based on. Oh, it was based on the podcast. That's cool. I watched the trailer yeah. for it and I thought it looked pretty rad. Yeah, it's uh, based on an audio drama. Uh, but in the podcast, like if you've seen the trailer, you know the rough conceit is oh, all these tapes and seeing what's on the tapes, kind of found footage, but within a framing device that is full production, not found footage. Um, in the podcast, it was audio recordings because, of course, it would mm. be. And I was very curious of like, how is this going to work? And the answer is from the first episode, it actually works pretty, pretty sweet. So, uh, so I've been enjoying that. And yeah, that's that's about it. I've deliberately scheduled nothing for this weekend. Like, mm -hmm. like there is there is nothing going on um, because I just need a weekend to not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what we got planned on for this weekend as well. Just to try and, try and chill out for a little bit. It'd be quite nice, actually, to have a bit of a relaxing time for a change. Don't, don't think it's quite going to happen with the, with the little. Um, but uh, that means that I have watched some stuff but I get to watch it in itty little bits. Uh, so, you know, it, it will take, if we watch an episode of Succession, it'll take us three nights to do that one episode of Succession. Uh, however, we have watched quite a bit of Succession. I've watched two and a half series of it, in fact, over the last sort of month or so. And I think it is broadly fine. Uh, I, I think that it, I, I, I was waiting for the moment to drop where it suddenly becomes like, oh, this is why people went absolutely nuts for it when it came out. I think I've sort of reached that point now because it is quite good. It's getting pretty good as in like halfway through its third series. But, you know, it's like for, for the most part, I think it is a perfectly it's a good drama, very well acted, very well written, very well directed. But it is not a it is not as groundbreaking as I perhaps thought it was going to be based on everyone's reaction to it. No, that's fair. Um, speaking of just like perfectly good, uh, Boba Fett has just been brought up in yeah. the chat. Uh, I have been watching that and I've been enjoying it. Much like Matty, I don't get the hate for it either. Is it as good yeah. as The Mandalorian? No. The Mandalorian was exceptional because it kind of came out of nowhere and we had no real preconceptions because it was a completely new story with at least mostly new kind of like lead characters. Boba Fett was not and is not, uh, but I, I'm enjoying it. Like I'm looking yeah. forward to watching the episodes because uh, I haven't seen last night's episode. That will probably happen tomorrow along with uh, new BattleBots. Yeah, I've, I've watched the first two episodes of it. I think the fact that I have not watched three and four, uh, even though I've had a chance to do so, um, probably speaks volumes. I think it's okay. Like, I mean, I've, I've, I've certainly haven't disliked it. I'm not sure I can get quite get past his, um, his veneers. Um, 
it is just it's so disconcerting to watch him like in the the first couple of episodes when he's like been captured by the tuscan raiders and he is filthy from head to toe apart from his teeth which are shining brighter than any sun in the star wars galaxy oh that's an easy one is it yeah sandblasting well i mean even so they are so white and like it is it's hard to get past but you know it's 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 pretty cool i thought you know i really enjoyed him escaping out of the sarlacc i thought that was pretty rad i i think i'm when i watched the when i've watched the the two episodes that i've seen i didn't really enjoy any of the past stuff I enjoyed all the sort of like the mod, like the current day stuff when he is boba fett as the crime lord uh but when it's like him hanging out with Tuscan Raiders, I'm like, yeah, skip to the end on that. I I've really liked the past stuff actually. I I also like the fact that both um, Mando and this has done the world of good uh, for the representation of Tuscan Raiders because um, you know it was just like in in the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, it was just like, oh, they're savages. They just kind of go around killing and stealing and whatevering, and that's it. Whereas Mandalorian and now this have kind of given them a real surrounding culture and and i like that i dig that um i i like law building and that's actually what boba fett really feels a lot like it feels a lot like law building um which i think mando wasn't because mando was just forging in a period that's kind of quite unknown uh, mm. one last note on boba fett is like boba fett when he appeared in the mandalorian he was he was quite chunky mm. Dude got ripped by the time it came to film the Book of Boba Fett because he spends a lot of time running around in tighty whities and glistening. And boy, howdy, you you can see the gym program working out in those. My, I think my favorite thing about uh, the Book of Boba Fett um, is that it is you can quite clearly see now that Disney have made the decision. Ah, fuck it. That sequel trilogy really backfired on us, didn't it? I think we should probably stop trying to make ones that appeal to everyone and just make Star Wars properties that appeal to 40-year-olds because that's the only people that are interested in Star Wars now. And you know what? That's absolutely fine with me. I'm looking forward to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Which again, is just, it's made for us and it's made for no one else. Um, oh, uh, Matty Boo with a hot take here. Uh, the movies are the worst thing about Star Wars. No, the fans are the worst thing about Star Wars. Correct, Amundo, absolutely. Because, hey, we've at least got four and a half good movies. Okay, the original trilogy. <laughs> yeah. What's the fourth? Last Jedi. What's the half? Uh, some of... <laughs> I'm I'm torn between either it is some of the Force Awakens or some of Revenge of the Sith. I may even take a quarter of one and a quarter of the other. What about Rogue One? Oh yeah, Rogue One was pretty good. I've only actually seen it the once though. I I haven't I, honestly I haven't rewatched it since. Yeah, I, I to be honest, I've only watched it once because it is quite a downer ending of a movie. Um, just to answer Dark Seventy Three question about where to find battle bots, uh, the internet. <laughs> it's, your it's amazing oyster. it's amazing what you can find on youtube if you search using the right terms mm -hmm. or you know get surfshark vpn use the promo code wt podcast get 83 percent off um or actually or you can use promo code jam that jam but i'd actually prefer if you use wt podcast i swear to god man you you bring in your business 
It you reflects were better on wine me. at the live show. Oh yeah, you know, it's the perfect time to be selling wine. Um, I haven't got the link for that yet, though. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I've watched a bit of Boba Fett. Uh, started watching some Succession, and also have nearly finished the new series of Queer Eye, which has been as wonderful as one would expect it to be absolutely adore that show um so yeah i think that's pretty much been everything that i have watched Rewatched shang chi uh over the weekend which actually is awesome such a great film i don't think it gets enough love to be honest it is now legit my top 10 mcu i think it's banging that film i haven't seen it yet uh i it's on it's on the i, I haven't had much time to watch anything but it's on it's on the list. Maybe, who knows? Maybe this weekend. Maybe this weekend I'll watch it. Um, oh, one last thing I just realised I have been watching and I'll keep it super brief. Uh, finally started watching The Masked Singer. I finally jumped on that bandwagon. I'm really enjoying it for what it is. Uh, as for what I've been playing, uh, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow. Finished it and it was tight. Loved that game. It was really, really fun. It's my first time playing Aria of Sorrow and I thought it was fucking brilliant i had a really really good time playing it and it's i i was talking to harriet about this that i kind of made a bit of a balls up when i got the castlevania advanced collection in that i didn't play circle of the moon or harmony of dissonance first which were the first and second one i went straight to aria of sorrow because that's the one everyone told me it was the really good one problem was by the time you get to aria of sorrow they'd completely refined and you know made sure that they were doing the best version of metroidvania games on the gba which means I'm mm. now trying to take step backwards when playing Circle of the Moon and, and Harmony of Dissonance. And you, they are chanky as bollocks when you've, you're so used to playing Aria of Sorrow and you're taking a step backwards in terms of like quality. Great at the time. And if I'd have played them first, they wouldn't have felt so janky. But they now do feel janky. And that is all on me. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to persevere with them. Particularly Circle of the Moon, because I think that's quite good. Uh, but it's Aria of Sorrow. Finish that. And if I get a chance, I'm going to be playing it through again now that I've sort of unlocked everything, trying to fucking unlock Richter mode. And yeah, that, that is my recommendation. Also, thank you to Harriet as well, who lent me her Castlevania game on the DS, which is the sequel to Aria of Sorrow. So that's an, another thing for me to play if I ever get a train again. So thank you very much, Harriet. That was an incredibly kind gesture. That was lovely. Um... I've not really been playing anything for aforementioned just no time reasons. It's just weird. I've gone into the office for my day job a lot over January and I take my Switch with me every single time and it just sits in the bag. That's all it's done. Uh, but Luke, Windjammers 2 is I out know, today. Right? Yep. I know, right? Um, and I've also been like, we've got Windjammers 2 out now. Is that on the PS4? Yeah, it is fabulous that's cool also, in, so I might... also included with game pass for any xbox owners out there i am um, yeah i mean i've been a bit of a miserable bugger um, if you've uh, just seen me on the old twitter machine because they did a big announcement for 2k22 today and it is just oh my god like it, it the, the fucking drivel that's listed on this tweet pissed me off it's 2k22 is the most realistic hard-hitting wwe gaming experience yet pre-order the deluxe edition a uh, deluxe edition or get the undertaker immortal pack three-day early access and season pass or grab the nwo4 life edition fuck off just give me a game that is absolute bullshit and i'll probably still get it i mean i've got to get it for work purposes but that that does my nut in like if someone gifts me a code for it, I'll play it. That's it. They're not getting my money. I watch gameplay footage. It leaves me fucking cold. 
because I don't care yeah. what they're saying. The game looks and moves exactly like every other 2K game. So unless I pick up a joypad and it's just like transcending to another level, which it probably won't be, I'll give a hard pass. I'll stick with Fire Pro until the AW game comes out. And there's no guarantee I'll like that, but at least they're trying something different. Yeah, I've never played a t uh, 2K game that I've enjoyed. So uh, we'll certainly see what happens when it comes out in March. As I said, I've got to play it for work purposes. So we'll certainly see on that front. Um, and I have also been looking a lot at Evercade versus. And yeah, I mean, they're sold out. Like I wanted to get the big bundle pack. Uh, this is off the back of uh, the Games Master Series 8 review of it. And yeah. I, I will find a way to get it because it's sold out bloody everywhere. I was I sent you a text message of like the screenshot that I taken of the what I had in my basket, and I was spending quite a bit of money to get all of the games that I wanted for it and a pack and another pad. Um, yeah, that is I, I'm I'm still on the lookout for one if I can get it if I can get a, a decent price on it. Yeah, what I'd love is first to have access to an Evercade and also just be able to sit together do these kind of streams, but kind of like have us on one camera and the game running. And we're just playing games and doing, do we, I actually reckon we're, we're grown adults. We could do this and play games badly at the same time. I'm Easily confident so. we could do both of those things. One hundo P we could do that. Uh, okay, Ash. Oh, oh, actually, before we do get into the questions, because you did team me up for this earlier, uh, what are your thoughts on Activision bringing back Guitar Hero? I think they should fuck off. <laughs> They what killed a mad the series of events, genre. wasn't that? Sorry? What a mad series of events that was. It's just, you know, waking up one day, and I was oh yeah, by the way, Microsoft have bought Activision. I'm like, man, there are some people who are PS owners that are going to be very upset that they're not going to get a Call of Duty game anymore. Ah, uh, I have, no, I mean, Microsoft are not going to keep Call of Duty off of the PlayStation. They have to, though. Like, otherwise, what was the point of buying it? Warcraft? If I'm if I'm Microsoft and I've bought Activision, my first port of call is like, well, all of those games are now Xbox exclusive because I've, I've bought it. And like, this is a way for me to get people to buy Xboxes. Devil's advocate, if they actually get to do this buyout, which is still an if, there will probably be various things they are and aren't allowed to do. There will be various terms and conditions and governmental guidelines. And I bet you at least part of it will be to do with exclusives and what they're not allowed to do. But Microsoft are very much now looking at like kind of games as a service. Oh, brilliant. That's worked out so well previously. Well, it is. For yeah, them. They, they, live, live services are not doing well. Like every single live service game. No, has no, been no. A games as a service, bust. like the Game Pass, like the way Game Pass oh, is. Oh, I see what you're saying, right? Yeah. So I think you're talking about live model, service like, games. Like Netflix. Yeah. Like kind of the, that model. So really. because people just keep forgetting to cancel it, like I've done with the PlayStation one. I'm I'm happily paying my Game Pass money every month because when I do have time to play games, I've always got a great selection of fresh titles coming and I play more games as a result because I don't have the angst over should I buy this game or not. But no, I don't think they'll stop some titles. Some titles will become Xbox exclusive. Some won't. Uh, Call of Duty, they probably won't because at the end of the day, people will just like buy it for PC or they'll move over to Battlefield. I could genuinely see people going from Call of Duty to Battlefield if Microsoft tried to pull that. Whereas 
If they continue to sell it for the PlayStation, sure, they won't sell a bunch more Xbox consoles, but they will sell a buttload of games for the PlayStation, the money from which will go into their pockets. See, now that, you know, from a completely rational standpoint, makes sense, right? Like, you and I are very rational people. That makes sense. But these are business people. And to them, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, fair enough. They're probably going to make everything Microsoft exclusive, but that's it. Because if they, from a business standpoint, that's the thing that makes the most sense, even though logically it probably isn't the best move. But um, to go back to your original question, and then we will move on to our listener questions. Um, I don't think Activision should be allowed to do anything with uh, music rhythm games anymore. They killed the genre twice over, in fact. They released how many? What was it? Because I had a little bit of a rant at you in a in a message get, earlier. Hold on, I can they, get the text message up now. They released seven Guitar Hero branded games, roughly in the space of twelve months. Yes, two you're in core here, yeah. titles. Um, I think it was two core titles, three band specific titles. Um, it was Aerosmith, Van Halen, and Metallica. And then there was um, Band Hero and Guitar Hero Greatest Hits. Seven titles in the space of 12 months. Absolutely saturated the market. And of course, they were selling hardware bundles with all those. So, you know, basically they were trying to flood Rock Band out of the market. But what they actually did was they capsized the entire market. And then when they came back with Guitar Hero Live, this is selling game as a service is a bad idea. I'm gesturing a pen at you, Luke. Um, they came back with a Guitar Hero Live that had 40-odd songs on the disc, and all the rest were provided on a live service, which they shut down a couple of years ago, which means that you don't have a couple of hundred songs anymore for Guitar Hero Live. You have the 40 on the disc. Also, it came with a new controller. You couldn't use your old controllers with Guitar Hero Live and vice versa. You couldn't use... The Guitar Hero, well, actually, no, I think you could use the Guitar Hero Live controller on some of the older games, but it was janky as hell. But no, you're right, you're right, Ash. They probably won't make these games console exclusive. They're, they're very smart at this business. I'm just saying, there's, there's, there's a lot of terrible business decisions made in the, in the space of 12 months. Yeah, yeah. And um, there'll be more. Like in Pussway, if they bring back Guitar Hero, I will probably not be subscribing to it. I'm going to stick with Rock Band, who I've had Rock Band 1, 2, 3, and 4, and The Beatles, and ACDC, and Green Day. And bar The Beatles, and a few tracks that were cut due to licensing, I've got every single game from 1, 2, 3, and 4, and all the DLC and ACDC available to me in Rock Band 4 on my Xbox Series X. They have built a platform. That's, that, that, yeah. that's what works. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, let's get into your question. Oh. Ash, what's kicking... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I can't... Otherwise, I'll go on a rant about Bobby Kosick trying to buy Kitaku, which is, I thought was fucking hilarious, to be honest. Uh, sorry, Gordon just mentioned Lego Rock Band. Yes, Lego Rock Band was also great. But, okay, first question is from Adam Pearson, who doesn't know how to use the request form because he left this as a comment on our Patreon. But uh, he didn't tell us what he'd been playing, so I'm just going to assume Magic the Gathering, which makes him miserable, as we found out last week. And his question was, what has been your favourite moments from under consultation, and have you learned anything about each other you didn't already know? Favourite moment from under consultation? Aside from the live show, which I think is, you know, that is... Because that felt like quite an achievement and, and a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, favorite moment, I guess, you know, getting to interview Dom, I think was really good. Doing doing that Kickstarter episode when we had Dom and Darren on was a real highlight for me. That, um, finding out it was coming back and having to be very, very quiet. Like, oh, like, yeah. Lot, <laughs> for months. Stuff, yeah, a lot of the stuff to do with the book launch, a lot of the stuff to do with the show coming back, definitely under consultation live. Um, because I think, as I said to you, I've wanted to do a live podcast for 10 years. And there were a few issues. There were a few problems. I'm still dealing with a few of the technical problems with the recording, which thankfully should be fixed for the eventual video release. But we went on stage for two hours and we talked our talk. We did our normal thing. We had a bit of a dance. We dressed up like tits and people enjoyed it. And we enjoyed it. And about the only sad thing about it is I'm just like, 
uh, back to normal life on Monday because that was that was a blast. That was a trip. I think that is despite how cool all the other things are, particularly interviewing Dom. Um, the fact that we got to do a live show is probably going to rank right up there. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was it was, an, it was such a fun time. And it, it was really like once it was over, it was a case of cool. When we're doing the next one, like what, what could we do for the you know, what could we do for the next one? To the second of his questions. Now, before under consultation, we knew each other via being at screenings and Twitter mm -hmm. exchanges and stuff like that. But we, we were online friends. Yes. So to answer, have you learned anything about each other you didn't already know? Probably about 90% of the stuff I know about you. Yeah, I was about to say the exact same thing. Like, I think to answer this question, it is more of a, a more personal thing, which I won't talk, talk about on here, but it was getting to know you more as a uh, personally, as opposed to just seeing you at screenings or at podcast records and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, at this point, like in addition to what we talk about off mic or off camera or whatever, um, like I know more about your childhood than I do any of the people that I actually spent my childhood with. Because yeah, totally. you don't you, you don't talk about like a lot of the stuff that we talk about, like to do with like Christmas traditions or whatnot, you know, when, when you're that age. So, so yeah, so I'd say that actually, in addition to learning a lot about Games Master and a lot about games during the production of this podcast, I've also just learned a lot about you. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Good news. I like you. I still like you. Thanks, mate. Uh, super sexy Dave Fisher is up next, who has been playing Ghost of Tsushima and has a question here about what three things would you put into Room 101 with the next uh, next idea to cover on UCP Live was Noel's house party. Oh, Dave. I mean, we are going to do something on Noel's house party, but I'm not sure I'd frame a live show around it. No, that doesn't feel like live episode material. Unless we somehow get even bigger. And then actually what we're doing is under consultation in the style of Noel's house party. Crikey. Get to, dunk, yeah. get to gunk someone. Oh, absolutely. I can't think of any possible candidates yeah. that wear bandanas. Yeah, I was going to say, who would I want to gunge? I, I, was, I was just thinking, like, who from our listenership would we want to gunge? Oh, there's too many to choose from there. Yeah, I mean, no, it's Cliff. It, it's, oh, it's, Cliff. it's definitely, it's 100% Cliff. It is absolutely Cliff. You can say not me all you like. It's <laughs> yeah, absolutely it's 100% Cliff. It's no, it's no one else. Maybe but, Amber, but it's mostly Cliff. But... Ah, then what three things would you put into Room 101? I kind of don't want to answer this because there is a side podcast that I've been kind of working on in the background, which I actually thought might come into fruition sooner rather than later uh, around the fact that you are uh, Dr. Luco in DAD, um, which is going to be called Into the Pit. And I've already got the music made for it and everything, but it will essentially be a thinly veiled room 101 ripoff with various guests uh including hopefully you at some point because i want to i want to i want to get you on there and kind of like put you through the paces uh mm -hmm. i think it will happen at some point this year but obviously once we've got most of series five in the bag yes absolutely yeah it's gonna be a fun little side project which i'm very looking for, i'm very much looking forward to uh so yes yeah, so we won't quite answer that one uh dave because it is a bigger idea a bigger project uh, would you want to take Kyle's question? 
Yeah, Carl has been playing Forza Horizon, Halo Infinite, and attempting 100% completion on Metroid Dread. Oh, no, I did play a bit of Metroid at the beginning of um, January, like until I actually restarted work. Then it all went tits up. But uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a noble thing to try and do to complete Metroid Dread. But yeah, Carl's question was, uh, with it being nearer the end... Uh, <clears throat> Remember my words, Luke. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, with speaking... It- with it being nearer the end than the beginning of this great games master journey through the 90s, I wonder what your plans were after finishing Series 7, barring any new Games Master episodes, of course. It would be a shame to stop hearing from you guys on a weekly basis and to lose the great community you've built up. One of my favourite episodes was when you flicked through issue one of the magazine, and I love the magazine segments of the show. So perhaps you could continue the timeline from the moment the TV show ends, reviewing each issue of the magazine. Just an idea. Keep up the good work. It is a good I mean, idea. It's actually not a bad idea. It also then it, it wouldn't be a, a weekly podcast. It would then essentially become a monthly podcast, unless of course you broke up each issue into four separate episodes. But I think it would just sort of become a monthly show then, monthly or fortnightly. Well, I was anything in monthly because the magazines come out every month. But it's whether we would be able to cover yeah. cover everything in one because, you know, it. It's genuinely a difficult one because we floated a number of ideas about what we could do after the end of Games Master. I'm not really, other than that one, which was someone else's suggestion, I'm not really going to share them because Sod's Law dictates that if I do, someone else is going to do it. Not someone else here, but just the way the laws of reality work. If you voice an idea, someone else somewhere will kind of wake up and go, hey, I've got an idea, and they Mm -hmm. will do it. Yeah. Yeah. so most of the, I think some of them are to do with looking at other franchises, not necessarily video game relate, related, but other things that we have mutual interests in. Um, I would love for there to be more Games Master. I, I genuinely don't know. Um, you know, we've heard nothing. I see E4 occasionally popping up going, thanks, we'll pass on your feedback, but no new episodes as of yet or planned as of yet. But um, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we have been quite purposefully uh, using UCP as a bit of branding for the show, because that way we can, should we want to, you know, what we want to do after this is just use UCP as the name. So it's sort of like short, it's kind of like what the Attitude Era podcast lads did. They started off as the Attitude Era podcast because they were reviewing the Attitude Era. Then they finished that. So they just rebranded them to AE podcast. That means they don't have to, they're not just sort of like, they're not just pocketed then into that one period of time. They can just cover lots of periods of wrestling. I mean, for anyone that was at the live show or saw photos of it, you'll have seen our really nifty looking sign that we've got. There is like, um, a, it's a really nifty sign. Uh, I actually kind of cut a slice in my finger uh, the day of the live show and ended up bleeding all over the venue briefly while doing setup because it was like fresh from the manufacturers and it's an aluminium kind of uh outer coating but it's got our um floppy disk logo ucp as on the hoodie and then under consultation.com i don't mention games master anywhere on that design because i'm like this this is an expensive sign i want us to be able to use this for a while let's not put anything on there that we're going to have to go oh that doesn't count anymore yeah exactly so yeah uh keep an eye out we've 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 talked about some possible ideas of what we want to do um there's one of my favorite podcasts for a little while was a show called the twilight pone which was reviewing episodes of the twilight zone in a comedy style and they finished that and they did every episode of the original twilight zone run 
And they essentially then just went to a monthly podcast where they just got together and would review something that was Twilight Zone related, maybe something from the 80s series, something from the the new reboot that came out, the Twilight Zone movie or something along those lines. Or, you know, a, a Twilight Zone adjacent show. Uh, and then after a while, it stopped becoming monthly and then becoming every couple of months. And now it is a yearly podcast. And they just put out a podcast every December, which is them getting together being like, well, I mean... We, I suppose we have to do something. Otherwise, like people just think this is a dormant RSS feed. So this is your once a year podcast where we will talk about something that is quite Twilight Zone related. And I, and it's great because every December I now look forward to my yearly Twilight Pwn tradition. Just just thinking, if we were doing anything that was as heavily researched as, as under consultation is, definitely fortnightly, I think, because yeah, it's, it's heavy. If we end up doing something that's much lighter on research, we we could probably bang them out weekly, like because mm. they'd be less heavy to record, and may, maybe they could be lighter. That was actually one big takeaway I had from Under Consultation Live, is um, like obviously we did our standard level of research, and I, one of my favourite things actually was reaction from the audience was just when we drop a fact, and you know sometimes you get applause, sometimes you get laughter, and when you drop an interesting fact, you just heard this murmur of oh, oh okay. But also, we got a fair amount of laughs and applause without any facts being presented. In fact, quite often the opposite of facts. And that made me feel great because it's like, cool, people are actually here to see this because of us and not just because it's about Games Master. And that it, it's a concern, you know, that like, I, I mean, I had no idea. It's the first time I've done anything where I've actually kind of been part of, I guess, the selling point. I've hosted things. I've been on panels. I've done this, that, and the other. I, you know, I've done I've done all sorts of things like that. But I've just been kind of either comparing, hosting, or part of an ensemble. So, yeah. Um, but Carl's suggestions for under consultation live. The next one was ranking your favorite episodes or challenges across the history of Games Master. Maybe the top ten or something. Failing that, maybe the top games released during its six year run. The audience could also chip in too. Um, yeah, those are kind of in line with where my brain's going. Make it yeah. a bit more potpourri. That 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 was kind of our big takeaway from the show, wasn't it? it? Was like doing an episode was fun, but it's also quite tough. And I think that might be the, the better idea would be doing a compilation thing next time. But you know, I I do still like the idea of doing the Dave Perry incident as a live episode, if only because like there's fucking nothing to say about the actual episode itself. It's literally just four people standing around answering very silly games questions and then some like quick wrap ups of the games that favorite games that year. And then Dave Perry makes a sit of himself. It just feels like it is much easier to do that as a, that as a live show. We can try and work something out around it as opposed to try and do it as a regular episode. Yeah. I mean, one thing I do love also the concept of with the doing the Dave Perry instance as a live show is um, like really stretching it out, like going full Zapruder film. On it, like <laughs> also it means that we can set everyone up and everyone can do the dave perry challenge everyone can try and do the super mario 64 challenge and see like who actually is the best we could have it running at heart of gaming during the day and just have one of my little mevo cameras just recording every challenge yeah mm. see there's a lot there yeah. um Right, uh, what we got next? It's Sarah, um, who has been playing Tiny Tika's Bunkers and Badasses, and of course listening to the UCP podcast. 
Thank you very much. Um, so Sarah's got another question. Just want to wish Ash and Luke a happy birthday for the podcast. And I hope the live show goes amazing. Keep up the awesome work, guys, and have an amazing day with everyone who can attend. Sorry I can't be there, but fingers crossed there will be more. Oh, and actually, like, yeah, on that note, Sarah, getting to play games with everyone beforehand. I know you get, get to join us, Ash, because you were essentially too busy making sure that the show didn't go nipples north. Um, and, and as a result of that, then had to go home and rest and come back and make sure the show didn't go nipples north. But it meant that I got to go and play games for an hour or so. So I went and I played uh, eight player smash with people. That was an absolute delight. I also won a bunch as well, which is hilarious because I haven't played Smash Brothers for about 20 years. And you know, for all the people that say, oh man, it's a lot of skill, a lot of skill needed to be a decent Smash Brothers player. Bullshit. You just need to whack the C stick as hard as you can every now and again, and you can rack up kills that way. And it's delightful. And I had a, an absolute blast playing it. And then we completed uh, the Simpsons arcade game, which was also brilliant. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just, it was just really nice getting to hang out with people and seeing them and uh, beating them at Smash Brothers. Yeah, I was, I mean, you say I came home and rested. I didn't. I came home, made another video clip, which failed to play during the live show. Yeah, I was a bit And of a then bugger. went through and revised my notes and <laughs> had a shower. And that was it. And by that point, it was like a case of, whoop, time to go back to the venue. But I did see the pictures and I did get a little pang of jealousy because I'm like, oh, man, that looks like so much fun. I wish I'd been there. And it's actually the only danger of, as I said, doing the full Dennis Waterman, which is, you know, in addition to doing the show with you, also a level of responsibility for the venue, for the tech, for the staging, literally for the staging, uh, for the seating and for everything else going on. Um, if not for Soul and Rose and the help of the Play Nation guys, um, I would have gone absolutely Dagenham East. It, it would have been too much. But uh, as it was, it was only mildly too much. And uh, we made it through the show. We did indeed. Uh, so yeah, Sarah, it was, you know, we hopefully next time we can see you there because you were missed. Uh, what have we got next from Sean? Sean has been playing the Long Dark and Castlevania badly. I did notice that because Sean was posting in the Discord that he just bought um, the, the Rondo of Blood Symphony of the Night double pack. And he started with Rondo of Blood, which I suppose is bold. It, it, it is bold in a way, but it's not what I would have started with. I would go straight to, I'd go straight to Car uh, Symphony of the Night, really. That is, that's a Metroidvania game. And that is, that is the way forward. Rondo of Blood's a bugger otherwise. Ah, uh, I am. I think I've played Rondo of Blood, but honestly, I don't think I completed it. Where Symphony of the Night, I mean, it's a masterpiece. I, d I don't need really to tell you that. You know that. Oh, yeah. I know. It, well, as we said on the live show, 12th greatest game of all time, uh, according to one magazine in 1997. That was genuinely one of my favorite bits. In fact, most of the audience <laughs> interaction was my favorite bits because for, for some reason, you guys looked scared. Like, like there was there was a real nervousness of like, oh, crap, they're expecting us to say something. And it's like, yeah, audience participation. But uh, Sean wants to know, well, Sean loves the intro and background music to UCP and wants to know what has been our favorite. Um, was that my favorite intro? Four was really good. Four was a lot of fun. Four, four was great. Four for me was one of my favorites, not only for the music that um, was put together for us by other Chris, but also I had a lot of fun doing the kind of train cart sound effects, panning and zooming around. But for the actual music, I really liked the season eight, which I guess the season eight theme will now be our kind of generic 
under consultation. So for when we do kind of off off brand or off run episodes, that will be the one we use. But I really like that because I gave Chris the cue of like, like tubular bells, like that bit of tubular bells that was used in the Olympics 2012 opening ceremonies. And thankfully, he knew exactly what I was referring to, went away and wrote it. And I'm just like, that's that's perfect. That's brilliant. I do like some tubular bells. Yeah, uh, yeah. The series A one was was really good. I, I mean, we haven't had a bad intro thus far from from other Chris. Like it's been it's been very very nice actually. Um, yeah, and I one of my favorite parts of of doing the podcast that it is putting together all of the bed music and stuff. Someone tweeted us recently was just like, "Hey, you guys should um, list out the tracks that are featured in the episode." And I had thought about that from day one, but then my thought was, "Well, it's just the music from the game that we're talking about. So if it's if we're talking about Street Fighter Two, that the music is from Street Fighter Two. Um, so I, know, I didn't really think there was there was much worth me doing that, but maybe it was. I I don't know. You could always like if there's a specific piece, a specific piece that you want to want to know, just ask us. We'll probably yeah. remember, unless yeah, you ask us for like something in series two, in which case it'll be like, mate, you've got no chance. Shazam! But, and again, but like the question, the answer I would have was like, whatever game we were talking about, that's the music that it is. Um, or it's something tangentially related. Like I remember we were talking about Muppets Christmas Carol. And so I used the Muppets Christmas Carol level from Muppets Kart Racer on the PlayStation. Amazing. Uh, next up, Misha is playing Magic the Gathering like a nerd uh, that said, what has been your biggest regret over the last two years of UCP? Alternative, what are your highest scores on Bouncing Bum Bums? I actually haven't played Bouncing Bum Bums yet. I have. Uh, can't remember what my high score was. Not very high, but it was fun and confusing and I did hate it. Kids will not. <laughs> uh biggest regret over the last two years do i have any regrets over the last two years of the podcast i mean not being able to get to do it in person but i don't think that's anything that really we could have done anything about that's not um yeah I, I, yeah i guess that but like it seems unfair because that was out of our control uh biggest regret do you know what i might actually say um What's that? part way through series two we got and sort of like as we got into series two and series three, we started to get very hard in on the research and things like that. And I think if you go back and listen to series one episodes, they are shorter because there's less research chat from us, but also there's less. Um, I think my big regret is that from season three, almost about halfway through season three, I started to chronicle like what else was happening on TV at the time. I wish I'd start. I wish I'd been doing that from the start. I really wish I'd had that little bit of um, uh, trivia that I could have added in from like episode one. I mean, maybe at some point we'll release the rough cut of episode one where we were talking about politics and you. Yeah, and that was yeah. a that it I, didn't I, quite I just, work that bit. No, it was a bit too serious. Um, I love the TV stuff. Uh, my regret is I wish we'd been ballsier. Because there was this real feeling of like, now nah, people won't want to talk to us. And there's a couple of interviews, like points that have been passed. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've had people that have said no. In fact, we've had people that haven't even responded. Dexter, mm -hmm. uh, Jet. Yeah, Jet said she was up for it. Well, at least her people said that she was up for it. And the twins from Funhouse said they were up for it. And they're never committed to anything. Well, no, I think Jet's person, uh, like PA, asked for our listener hour averages and then never got back to us off that. And it's just like, ooh. But that's fair. I mean, to be yeah. 
you know, I'm, that's not me actually bitching on Jet at all. It's just a case of, okay, this is going to be time out in my day. I'm not going to be paid for it. Is it going to gain me enough exposure that it will work out net average, you know? So I can get that. But I wish we'd asked some people for interviews earlier. Thankfully, some of them are going to come around again. Um, we have at least one interview that uh, I'm really looking forward to doing, but I won't mention it here just in case it doesn't come to fruition, but it will be a a bonus episode, not a uh, not a Patreon only one, but one of our kind of interim uh, diverging off the main timeline episodes that's going to have an interview associated with it. But yeah, I think other than not being able to record together, not being ballsier on the interviews, that's mm. that's it really. Uh, what have we got from Rob? Well, Rob is playing Final Fantasy XIV and Halo Infinite. Well, there's a combo. Ah, hoo, hoo, hoo. did you see this question ahead of time? I did. This is a big one, this. Uh, one has to be removed from history forever. Every part of this franchise will never be will never be seen or heard of again. In fact, we will all forget that it ever existed. Which one will go? Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? Now, I think for me, I'm going to pick MK. I think I'm going to pick Mortal Kombat. For two reasons. One, I'm a Street Fighter kid. Secondly, Mortal Kombat was a great game. Mortal Kombat 2 was a great game. Mortal Kombat 3 was a great game. But all of the imitators were absolutely butts, and the market was absolutely flooded with them. We saw a lot of them in the Games Master Gore special, in fact. The market was flooded with all of these games that were, were Mortal Kombat pretenders to the throne, and all of them were absolutely bobbins. And I think that they were part of the huge downfall of the one-on-one -on -one fighter in throughout the 90s because like all of a sudden it was just like the, the market was flooded with all of these pants games that were just like oh it's we, it's a, a girl on ice skates and she farts fire that's hilarious right and um well, no this isn't this isn't very good anymore so i think i would re i'd remove more combat because of the impact that it had on uh, on the gaming the gaming scene as a whole perhaps I would agree. I would remove Mortal Kombat. Um, I'm also a Street Fighter kid, and uh, right. Let Let's go back. I mean, okay. I pick up Mortal Kombat one and two occasionally nowadays, but I'm far more likely to pick up Street Fighter two or one of its many re-releases. In fact, I just think of the amount of platforms I've bought Street Fighter two on. So SNES multiple times, PlayStation multiple times, um, PlayStation two probably multiple times xbox 360 multiple times i've got it on the switch i think I've, I've probably got more roms of it than i know what to do with under emulation as well so yeah so i would i would eliminate mortal kombat there were some bits i things i'd miss about mortal kombat although i wouldn't because apparently i'd forget they existed it would be erased from time mm. but um but no street fighter 2 is more important to me as a games player with Plus, apologies always... to ketchup and mustard. Absolutely, yeah. There's also the argument that could be made. I don't know how much I completely agree with this, but I think an argument can be made. If you remove Street Fighter, then you don't get Mortal Kombat. I don't know. Mortal Kombat would still exist, but it would be a paradox. And if you look too closely at it, it would be like kind of what happens if two copies of the same person touch in Back to the Future or something. Yeah. Uh, right, well, next we have got Matty, who is currently playing Ocarina of Time, like a cool kid. 
who says, uh, can you remember what else you did or watched the day you first saw Games Master on telly? No, I absolutely cannot. Not a blues clue. Got up early, got a bus to school, came home from school, probably got in about 15, 20 minutes. No, actually, no, maybe about an hour before the first episode aired because of when that fell and which schools I was going to at the time. Yeah. It would have been a normal school day. Yeah. Uh, wait, was was it? Was see, Oh, I've already forgotten. Was season one Thursday or Tuesday? That was Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. I would have had PE and art during that day. That that one, weirdly, I can tell you because that was the worst day because you had to take your PE kit and your art folder oh. on the same day. That was a scheduling snafu. They actually, they they deliberately avoided doing that again because all the locker areas were just overflowing because, of course, it was like everyone in the year had like it was kind of like p p p p lined up during that day and art 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 and so many people in the year were doing it all on that day that it was just it was an absolute nightmare yeah so but uh i don't remember a a, a single thing about the day unfortunately matty uh which brings us to our last question ash yeah, it's from Jonathan, who's been playing Football Manager and Classic Doom. Ah, classic great one. Classic Doom. I've been, I've been playing some Classic Doom. I've also been playing some more Thatcher's Tech Base. I am enjoying Thatcher's Tech Base. I'm very bad at it, though. <laughs> it is. It is. I. It's also hard on the default difficulty, and I refuse to drop the difficulty. I love the fact that the hardest setting is called Austerity. That really pops me. It's a it's a lot of fun. Uh, also, when I'm playing it on this PC here, I do have mouse look enabled, which because I'm just like, no, can't go back, can never go back. But um, wants to know our favourite gaming series, and for you, Luke, is it Castlevania? It is not. Uh, it is not Castlevania. I think it is. Um, I think it. <sighs> You go first because I, I I I do Damn need it. to sort of I do need to tot some of these up. Like, which one I'm actually going to be going with? See, originally I was going to go with Tetris, but the core mechanic of Tetris has actually been the same for a long bloody time at this point. I mean, occasionally you get really cool variants, and some of the stuff that they did in Tetris Effect is absolutely mind-blowing, both like gameplay-wise, graphically, musically, or what was it, the Tetris 99 that you had on Switch? That was really cool. Um, but the core single-player game is the same. You know, it it is what it is. So I don't really count it as a series, because it is just kind of like ports, really. Mm think oh it's either going to be street fighter because whilst i'm not a huge fan of the original no one is um street fighter 2 legendary street fighter 3 i wish i was better at it the alpha series amazing so good. four sorry so i was just saying so good i love the alpha series yeah. four um, I love it. I know a lot of people don't, but I absolutely love it. And I have so many happy memories of playing that late into the night on Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, five. Yeah, OK, it falls apart at five. I mean, five's not a bad game, but it's just they biffed the launch on that. They really they they konami that. They absolutely went tits up on that one. So it would be between the Street Fighter franchise or Rock Band 
because the the reasons I listed earlier is uh, you know I've I've had Rock Band since the original and I'm still able to go back and play those on disc songs from the first game on my Xbox Series X. I'm still able to use instruments from the Xbox 360 era and the Xbox One era on the Xbox Series X. They've just built not just a game series, but a platform. And I love that. I mean, there aren't many games where you can say, hey, I'm playing a game that was released okay, you know, four or five years ago at this point, whenever they released Rock Band 4. Um, But I'm actually playing DLC on it that I originally bought back in 2009. Mm. It, it's crazy that you know that, that stuff is still going uh, and some of the hardware i've got is that old as well and it's still surviving just now that i've had a bit of time to think about it i think we I, we just had another question just come in as well uh thank you to those who've uh covered and pasted it into the chat i did have it up on discord but thank you so much uh our wonderful moderating team um so yeah, I think now I have a bit of time to think about it. I was toying between saying Resident Evil because I have enjoyed like I've just loved the Resident Evil series plus the movies and everything that goes in between it. Um, yes, I did enjoy Welcome to Raccoon City. It was very bad. Um, I think though my answer is uh, Ace Attorney. I just absolutely adore the Ace Attorney series. Even like Apollo Justice, which I didn't love, I still really I, I got a kick out of it. And the Miles Edgeworth games, I didn't again, I didn't love, but I never like I've never had a bad time playing an Ace Attorney game. And I've just really I, that original trilogy, I fell in love with that original trilogy and that made me fall in love with the anime it made me fall in love with the manga comics it made me and it's one of the few games that i got so into that i bought soundtracks for it i bought the orchestral soundtracks for it when they got the orchestral band to come in the jazz soundtrack that they did for um uh gakitan saban 3 uh, so i i think yeah ace, ace attorney is probably like my tippity top favorite game franchise it's just a joy to behold have you seen the live action movie oh yes i have yeah i've got it uh, right down here in fact where is it there he is there's ace attorney there what a I fabulous love... what a fabulous little movie that is i just love that they just went it's the same as the yakuza movie to a degree and that they were they just went this is only really going to be sold to the fans so we may as well just make it like kind of look ludicrously like a video game because no one in real world has hair like that but no i love yeah. the ace attorney game uh, movie it, rather it's, it's the difference between uh western and eastern cultures whereas like if if something that is brought in from uh, the east or like from in western like movie making culture they often have the opinion of just like well that's a video game and where movies uh, go we're better we have to change it to make it look more like a movie because that's what western audiences expect whereas the eastern market is just like well no this is what the game looks like so we're just going to do what the game looks like and so then you're watching you're like oh yeah this is literally like watching the, the game in live action that movie is literally just the first game and it's every case from the first game beat for beat it's incredible and they they just nail it so much of the casting they just absolutely get spot on um we've had a last minute question coming i don't know if you've seen this via the mods i, I have indeed yes it's from nut in fact yeah nut who of all of the various listeners we've 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 met and we've talked to online nut is the one that surprises me the most because like has no real kind of history growing up with games master or indeed in this country and um 
is a is a absolutely valued part of our discord uh, despite english not being the first language and yeah would not be without nut even though sometimes the threads leave me utterly perplexed mm -hmm. bloody loves the fonts bloody loves the font mr panties as i believe he was known at one point but his question is um how many times do you guys have to watch games master to be able to write the script data yeah i, I think so i i will watch an episode once through uh just plainly just so i can watch it and uh, then i'll watch it again a second time through um i wouldn't do it like i usually don't do it straight after i would sort of like give myself a bit of a break in between um and that will be when i just write down what the challenges are you know i literally just write down uh challenge one is this in the review zone it is this um and then I would do, then I would go through and add some color into that, which would be the third watch, which is so I'm going to start making sort of my own actual notes about it, things that are said, things that I want to say. And then it's spending time doing all the research on, on, on bits and bobs like that. And then I will, before we do another record, I will watch it again, maybe another couple of times, just so I can just refine my notes before we get to the actual records. I'm similar in number, but I do it in a slightly different order. Um, I will watch it first time just watch it through and actually on that first watch i will just have like a blank google doc open and i'll have my little template and just i'll put like you know first challenge news da 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 and i'll just put the the, the game titles and the system if appropriate then before the second watch i will go off and i'll do my internet research i'll go out there and i'll get any useful info about the games i'll check my back issues of retro gamer which i've got or games master magazine i've got all my stuff here for series five ready uh to add some more extra notes on that and then once i've actually got the framework and all the facts down that's when i'll go go through and write my observations and color because then what i'm able to do is like pull the various facts and tie it together with that so so yeah so it's like four or five times each episode really yeah same, same yeah. as you um too much is is the realistic answer like i'm actually fairly certain when we first started i was watching each episode twice pretty much yeah like i was i went through a period where i was on the tube home i was watching a buttload of episodes or i just pick episodes at random and i was just w watching them through and then i would go through and i would make my notes and that is a case of like you would watch a segment pause it write down your notes go back to the episode press play watch it again pause go back and make your notes which is not a very fun way to watch the episodes in all fairness when i'm writing my notes live one thing i have discovered is if i play youtube the youtube copy back at 0.75 speed my typing speed is enough that I can actually do my observation notes and kind of play-by-play -play notes in real time mm. if I'm on a good day. So that's great. There's no pausing, you know, it's just, just a case of broom, just hammer through it. But, ah. Uh. But I think, Ash, I think that's going to draw us to a close. Um, um, it's been pretty, oh, pretty much. I just wanted to say the last couple of questions, we did miss out the, um, the what oh, would you what like the next one? Yes, that's right, on, yes. So I'll just quickly go through them because I think we can get through most of these. Uh, Misha had a number of suggestions, including an episode of Light Camera, Lights Camera Game Over with a showing of the film. Only thing I'd say on that is I think 45 minutes is about the absolute maximum we can do a screening for. 90 minutes, yeah. we wouldn't have been starting until nine o'clock. It's not going to work, unfortunately. No, no, unfortunately. Um, Book of Dreams Christmas Special Live. It's maybe 
yeah, that, that, that could have some fun. We, we could like make a fireplace set and get a Christmas tree on the stage. Actually, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. We, we could do kind of like the Bing Crosby, uh, David Bowie bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm David Bowie. I live next door. I used to come around here and play the piano. Oh, you do, do you? Oh, you play the what sort of music do you do? Oh, a lot of the new stuff and a lot of the contemporary stuff. Oh, do you now? Oh, I think it's marvelous. Now, Arthur, I really like it. Yeah, you have to do that now because it's not on Spotify anymore. I know. Um, an episode of UCP Extra. I mean, that could be anything. Uh, Games Master or History Book Club. Do you know what? I don't know if we're going to do anything around the actual release of the book. Like, not, not official, just for mm. ourselves. I imagine we will, because it would yes. be difficult not to. But I don't think we'll do it as a live show, because I mean, you'd literally be paying to sit watching us read. That would be yeah. a bit weird. I mean, that's for my only fans, maybe. Um, just have a bunch of challenges for us to face off against each other and yourselves. We wanted to do a live games challenge for this under consultation live. Could we find a working Atari Jaguar in the right time frame and from someone that was going to be there? No. Could the Atari Jaguar. It was so much better when we thought the challenge was Doom. Yeah. Yeah, we would. Yeah, well, you thought the challenge was Doom. I knew the challenge was AVP. I just was like, oh, Luke's having a stroke. <laughs> but um, Rob Goblin was like an exploration of some of the worst attempts at making a video game TV show, just an excuse to watch Gamesville. Um, don't know. That, that's an honest answer on that one. Dunno. And Matty said one that we've already covered as well or talked about, which is the Dave Perry incident. I think that makes the most sense for me as like as, as a potential next live episode. Uh, can confirm that Gamesville episodes are available in full on uh, YouTube. Oh, no. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Yeah, well, that's another episode down the line, I guess. Um, but yeah, that has been uh, Under Console Nation. Thank you all so much for joining us. And thank you to everyone who did come down for our live show. And thank you to everyone who helped make the live show uh, everything that it was and more. Uh, we had an absolute blast doing it. We will be doing it again at some point. Um, this will uh, go back behind the paywall for February. And we should be able to do an actual wrestle um, uh, under UCP Extra. And he said Wrestle Talk Extra then. It's I don't about, uh, work for Wrestle Talk, Luke. <laughs> I know. I know you don't. Uh, Despite I what do. some people seem to think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, we'll, I'm doing a proper UCP Extra in February as well. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you all so much for joining us for this public live broadcast of Unconsole Nation. Uh, Ash, is there anything you'd like to add before we head out? Um whether you've joined us in the past few weeks, in the past few months, in the past year, or whether you've been us from like right at the beginning. Uh, thank you. I can't guarantee that we wouldn't be doing this still, even if we only had like 20 listeners. I mean, that's the weird thing. By virtue of Patreon, we know we have more than 20 people listening. That's a cool thing. Uh, we'd probably still be doing it, but I don't know. I, I take quite a lot of pride in this podcast, in what we produce, in what we put out, in what we've achieved. And knowing that there's an audience out there for it, that you guys are listening, actually makes it, it doesn't make it easier to do some stuff sometimes. It doesn't make it easier for those insanely tight edits, but it does help with motivation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. 
Uh, well, thank you all so much. We will see you next time. We'll see you in seven days' time for the next episode of Under Consultation. Take care, everyone. Good night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.